The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now, when we look across the exploration space, uh, there's not actually much going on in relation to the hunt for potentially large-scale discoveries by junior companies. Certainly not in the well-thought-out category anyway. But I think we've got one today in the form of Taiton Resources. That's T-A-I-T-O-N, Taiton Resources. Trades under the code T88, and it's trading at 17 cents for a market cap of around $12.5 million. So there's lots of leverage to the exploration upside with this one. Now, the we have the Managing Director with us today, Noel Ung. Noel will be known to many as apart from uh, being a seasoned uh, geologist, Noel leads Samso, Samso Media, part of which involves his well-watched Coffee with Samso video podcast series. So with that, I'll say, G'day, Noel. Welcome to the podcast. G'day, Barry. Thanks for having us. Now, Noel, it's uh, <clears throat> getting to the sharp end at the company's flagship project, the Highway Project, which straddles the Stewart Highway, not far from the uh, Glendambo uh, Roadhouse, uh, part of the world a lot of uh, caravan types would know well. It uh, gives you easy access to the Highway Project, and there's a bit been happening on terms of zeroing in on your first drill target. So... Set the scene for us. What what have you been doing to get to this point? Yeah, thanks, Barry. Yeah, the highway project, it straddles the highway. Uh, it's got the major railway line that goes to Darwin as well as to uh, going west to Perth. So in terms of infrastructure, we're pretty well set up. You know, if you hold your phone high enough in most places, you get uh, pretty close to 3 to 4G. Uh, there's a town just uh, 40, 50 k's uh, east of Glendumbo that's got a 5G tower there. So it's easy to, to work. Probably the hardest part is trying to find what we're trying to find. You know, the, the basic concept is that it's a region that um, um, of the Guala Craton where a lot of people sort of used it as a stepping stone across to, you know, the Olympic uh, IOCG belt, you know, where you've got Carapatina, Olympic Dam, obviously, and Prom Hill, Oak Dam, and all this kind of stuff, all this IOCG projects there but kind of missed this spot and it cut a long story short we went out there and said look you know we've got historical drilling we've got all the geophysics we've gone out there and mapped the area and found that you know we're picking up um subcrops and um of hydrothermally obviously hydrothermal textured kind of rocks which all sort of helps us point the finger you know to uh where we are it has a, a lot of hydrothermal activity um you know, even CSIRO did that um, study and they highlighted our area as, as an area that has the most anomalous hydrothermal activity, uh, fluid activity. That's where we're at and, and we've gone out there and done an IP survey which now highlighted um, a, a nice big intrusion underneath, two kilometres by one kilometre. And so just, you know, in coincident sort of an area where we, initially thought was uh, sort of a 
alteration halide. So the chargeability part of the IP survey highlight that, that as well. And right on top of that is where the historical drilling, you know, we've got the 16 meters at 600 plus PPM. So we know it's fertile, but we, we kind of did not know what was underneath. So that sort of ticked that box for us. Um, and now we're sort of going ahead and we're just um, about to start the soil survey, um, which will give us a, a, a broader look at this and hopefully it'll pick up um, what we, we, we already uh, earmarked as our drilling target. So that's where we're at. Uh, took us a little bit longer than we like, but um, that's how the cookie crumbles, I guess. Now this uh, soil survey, it's of the ultra-fine type, CSIRO developed. Um, give investors a bit of a feel for what these, uh, this ultra-fine uh, survey uh, actually does and uh, how it uh, allows you to firm up drill targets. To put it simplistically, it just picks up the um, hydrothermal fluid or conventional fluid action. Theoretically, will take out chemical signatures from potential sources and by capillary action brings it up to the surface and you pick up the really fine grains and you analyze that and looking for anomalous values. And that we, we kind of know what we think we will see because um, we know there's... Um, well, it's it's the whole area is the um, a, a grant a series of granites, Hitaba's granite suits, and there's a lot of few scars. It's you know I've just come back from Adelaide where we also a workshop on ICG, and I spoke to a lot of the guys who were well experienced with Olympic Dam and Carapatino uh, and things like that, and just just try and get an idea what what we're looking at in this area. And you know there's a lot of sort of learnings that I've come back with. Uh, one of them is that, you know, it is well sort of understood or presumed that the the source from the Olympic belt actually just goes underneath uh, a, a sandstone suit, which then pops up on the other side where we are, uh, adjacent to this sort of a, a older part of the um, Guala Craton, which is the goal, you know, where you find challenger and things like that. So... And, and, and a lot of the geology is quite similar in terms of what you look at. There's a heap of um, gravity targets that people are looking at. Uh, there's a group of guys privately looking for um, ISCG targets. Um, I've, I've spoke to them and look, you know, really, really credible targets. Uh, we've always said that we've got those things in the shallow domain just like them. Um, yet, you know, our, our challenge is obviously to get out there and, and and identify these things. Um, but in terms of the geology, it's, it's very similar. It's just that one on the on the eastern side, you get, you know, four, 500 metres or 600 metres of cover. And on our side, you're getting, you know, from zero to 50 to 100, you know, to the southern part of that region, um, metres cover. So, um, yeah, so we, we're kind of quite excited to get the first drill holes in there. I guess we should give people a feel for what you're actually targeting here. So last time we spoke, it was uh, a climbing-style molly porphyry system or porphyry-related system, uh, but there's rare earth potential there, obviously, and uh, base metals as well, copper, is that right? Yeah, look, it's 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 a big basket, and we're, we're saying it's a big system here. Hmm. So we, we came out saying, look, this is a, you know, porphyry, potential porphyry, you know, with quotation marks, and we, we're thinking it's, it would fit that climax style, uh, molybdenum um, uh, style, 
uh, deposit. And it, one of the issues with porphyry is that you, you've got to think, okay, you need to have some sort of a um, arc environment. Uh, and there's no evidence of an arc environment, but, you know, in geology, uh, I, I, I'd like not to be model-focused but more concept-focused. So well, it didn't quite sit well. And then um, not long ago we, we sort of went through our historical data and, and, and again, with conversation last week, a lot of people say, yeah, there's, there's plenty of um, Grison and things like that and... Um, so that kind of when when the term Grison sort of came up, and I thought, well, you know, that would fit an extensional model, and this area is extensional in in sense, and and when I when I sort of pictured that, I thought, well, you know, geez, this might fit actually better than the arc by virtue of the fact that we don't see any arc evidence. But um, if that was the case, then we're talking Grisons, we're talking, you know, different style of mineralization that people uh, didn't look for, and even today in my conversation, people will look through our area and say, yeah, well, you you don't have a lot of good IOCG targets, but, you know, that's like exploring with blinkers on in some ways because you're not looking for any other styles, you're just looking for IOCG style, which is fine um, because everyone needs to be sort of focused in their exploration ways anyway. So, But, you know, when I start looking at scans, I look at Grisons, I'm thinking potential Sinovic style stuff that's you know who knows what potential there would be because as you know when you're talking rice and you're talking a lot of sort of incompatible um metals that swim together you know the the, the kind of potential grows from there because i think uh, there's obviously a lot of alteration going on and a lot of alteration that is actually on the surface which is unusual in the gore but so that space of uh, alteration is what five by five kilometers something like that oh yeah yeah but um uh, uh, over the sort of in interpret intrusion we have yes it's probably more than yeah five by five probably because the the, the south southeastern end plunges down as well so um and that's that's going to mask a lot of potential activities there and don't forget, right, we, we picked up subcrops and, and we've analysed some of these and we've announced them. You know, they were coming back with a 1,000 ppm molly. With those kind of stuff, you can't ignore the fact that you have a potential system underneath. It's, it doesn't just pop out there, you know, it can drop out of the sky. So that's where we, we're getting excitement um, of what do we have underneath here. And I slipped in rare earths. Um, what's the potential of... The project area for rare earths. Well, it's if you look at uh, historical guys like um, Indiana and Petrotherm, you know they've already marked out a, a huge channel, a huge channel of deep, sort of high-grade uh, clear rare earths. We have similar systems there, and one of the things that we want to hope to pick up from the broad space um, ultrafines is the rare earths. Uh, we do know that most likely we'll probably see, as we all know, rare earths are not very rare, but you need the concentration in the size. Um, we, in our um, initial look at the um, the project, we, you know, there was um, rab drill holes of you know up to seven hundred and fifty ppm cerium lanthium, uh, three hundred and forty nine ppm lanthium, uh, and a lot of the um, zircon geochemistry we did early on to get the testings. You know, we, we could see presence hydrothermal fluids of of enriched rare earths. 
So there is, you know, it's not going to be a surprise to us to see them, but we will, we'll, we'll, the question mark is how much we're in and things like that. So, but, you know, touching on the lanthium and cerium, you know, as, again, as I said, I was um, over in Adelaide on, in a workshop and I discovered that these two are the pathfinders for IOCG and anything in the hundreds of PPM um, is um, pathfinder level. So, you know, what, what, what could be underneath, we, we really don't know. Uh, until we start drilling. So the ultrafine soil survey, is that complete or is it underway at the moment? They're mobilising soon. It'll be imminent probably sometime this week. We'll let the market know as soon as they sort of hit the ground running. But, yeah, it's it's within days probably. What's the time estimate on that being completed and how does that lead into when you firm up uh, drill targets and uh, actually get a, a drill rig out there? Well, we're running. We're kind of running the source in conjunction with the drilling. So the drilling is really um, waiting on um, my department approval. So all, all the um, drill holes are sort of uh, marked up and ready to go. Uh, the source, you know, uh, fingers crossed, weather allowing, probably be done within mm, ten days. I, I would assume, um, and then that will head off to the labs. Uh, at this point in time, we're just waiting um, on finalization of the drilling approval mm-hmm. and if we get any you know i mean the, the, the drilling targets were set based on uh the ip and, and what we know so we're going to drill those anyway and then if if the soils throw up any sort of concepts then yeah we'll move to that as well at the same time do you have in mind a uh, this drilling program how many holes it might involve what sort of depth should be drilling to uh, we're looking around 32 holes or 36 holes. I forget the exact number. Um, where target depth is somewhere around that 150 to 180. That's where we, we interpret the interface to be. But as you know, you know, uh, it, if, if you go down there, it looks barren, then we don't go further. But if we go down there, it looks really good, and um, we just keep going. So yeah. we're sort of keeping our options open there. Well, you've highlighted uh, an interesting aspect of it all, and you touched on it earlier, is the, the shallow nature of what you think uh, might be there. Because um, over on the in the eastern side, it's not uncommon for a, uh, a junior to uh, scrape all their pennies together and put down a one-kilometre hole and um, blow the budget and never to be seen again. So yeah, it's uh, much more manageable for a junior company, the exploration effort. Yeah, look, I have to say that was the sort of a, 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 the sealer for me as you know you've been if you've been around long time it's all about the drilling and if the, the least amount of um drilling you have to do the the more chance you get that's where really it boils down to and um looking at the potential and you know at, at um merino where or hot the main way area where we're drilling um some of these is five ten meters deep but the intrusions, you know, um, in this area, we can see it's probably about 150, 180 for the interface, but the alteration hollow is uh, 30 metres, maybe, something more around there, 40 metres in places. So, yeah, it, it definitely is advantageous to have not have 400 metres of cover. Exactly, tailor-made for a junior company. And just on that subject, what's the uh, cash balance looking like? You are funded for this program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've got about 4.7 million as we speak. So, you know, it's kind of thing, right? You want to spend 
three million drilling because that means you're you're finding a lot of good stuff. Um, I don't want to end up drilling two hundred thousand. Let's put it this way. Now you've worked the, the the highway project and particularly the Marino prospect within it up to a very interesting stage. Uh, it is a hundred percent owned by the company. I was just wondering, are you getting any uh, phone calls from some of the big boys out there saying? Um, can we lend you a hand on joint venture sort of basis? Uh, I think they, well, I'm hoping that they'll be ringing us when we get some good results. Um, at the moment, no, the, the phone's not ringing, uh, um, but I'm pretty sure everyone's looking out for it. You know, um, if we do get what we feel like we're going to get, uh, we'll definitely change concepts um, overnight there. So fingers crossed. Uh, Noel, you've been, uh, <clears throat> I mentioned you're a bit of a veteran, but I think it's more than 30 years. Um, you uh, enjoyed uh, the excitement of uh, Great Central's uh, gold discovery way back and Ashton's diamond discoveries up in the Kimberley. What's your excitement level with this one? Um, let's put it this way. Um, it's the first time I'm on the right side of the fence with a project that in, me- it, in many times over my career, I said, geez, you know, wish I was on that side of the fence. I think the potential where we can, um, and I think I may have mentioned this, and I think the level of disappointment will far outweigh the uh, excitement levels um, after withdrawal. So, you know, when you've got everything sort of pointing to you've got something and you don't get something, then you, you kind of wonder uh, how that could have happened. So, um, yeah, I'm extremely excited. I've, I just think that, you know, we um, get the right side of luck. Um we, I, I'm sitting on, you know, a package that's hopefully every man and his dog wants a share of. So let's give <clears throat> investors a feel. I think uh, we might be uh, going over some uh, ground here, but just uh, sort of a timeline of when the rig will arrive, when it will drill, and when we might see some of the first results. Plan A, I'm hoping we shouldn't be three weeks more than when the drinks will be on the ground. Um, I'm anticipating good drilling conditions there. So we should churn through the 3,000, 4,000 metres in, you know, maybe three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and being so close to infrastructure, we will definitely be pushing that down to Adelaide as soon as it's packed up. Um, you know, there's freight running from Glen Dumbo uh, every day of the week. So putting that on on a truck and sending it to the labs not going to be a problem. Uh, we're literally in a straight line, five kilometres from the highway. So we're we're half an hour's drive from site to Glendumbo. So, um, so yeah, so that kind of timing fits. But you know how it is. Plan A always sounds better than Plan B. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. So certainly, um, well, this side of Christmas, we'll see first results, SA results. If we don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, but I was just thinking the other day, I was saying to someone, where did June go? Um, so Christmas is not that far off. So, right, Noel, always great to talk to you. Uh, as I said at the start, one of the more interesting exploration programs out there by a junior, just repeat, the market cap is $12.5 million, So those first results just around the corner. So we'll be watching with interest and wish you uh, the best of luck with it all. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Barry.